get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by the Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Some good news coming from Blue Skate earlier today. Jeremy Rutherford passing this along, our Blues insider, saying Craig Berube told the media that Shin is, quote, very close. So you could get Braden Shin back in the not-too-distant future. We're going out now to talk a little Blues with our guy Joey Vitale via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Of course, you will hear him tonight on the call for Blues versus Golden Knights. Pre-game with Alex at 6, puck drop at 7. Joey, Joey, how you doing today, man? Joey, Joey. <sighs> what, what's up? What's up, guys? I'm doing good. Just leaving the rink right now, heading back home. Uh, good morning skate this morning, like you just mentioned, and uh, excited for a good one tonight. Good tilt for the Vegas Golden Knight. Joe, before we get into hockey, BK and I have some life questions that we'd like to throw at you. Oh, i got and, a lot of them if you want to go And my there. first one um, is, is about... Um, about lawn care in the fall because I don't know about you BK and I have just been uh, frustrated over leaf pickup in our backyards I had to do it the other day and uh, Joey I uh, I wanted to uh, I wanted to just go into a dark room and cry after that how do you manage leaf pickups at uh, your home you know it's a it's a frustrating one uh, I've gone a little bit in all directions I've hired help I've had the kids do it uh, I did it myself last year to save money. My allergies for the next three weeks uh, paid the price <laughs> yes. big time. So that's that's always a bit of a hiccup. You know, leaves are a funny thing because it, it almost to me you needed you need to do it in two cycles. Although I will say this fall this year, uh, the leaves kind of dropped within a week. I mean, there, there are still some stragglers out there. I mean, Speak you go back to yourself. last fall. <laughs> well, I just last year last year was a bit of a bugaboo because there was a there was a first fall. And then it was like a still like a bunch on the on the on the tree for a while. Almost we needed like two or three pickups last year, but I feel like that little cold snap we had with that heavy wind about a week week and a half ago, um, at least eighty percent of mine are down. But then you run into the neighborly thing. Like then if your neighbors don't pick theirs up, then their leaves come on on your yard. So it's it's not necessarily just about the responsibility of your yard. To me, this is like a neighborhood thing more so than like shoveling shoveling snow. This is. This is like all for one, one for all. We as a neighborhood got to get on the same page and get these leaves picked up because, again, you'll have five guys on the same block that are doing the right thing, picking them up, and then you have one one straggler neighbor 
and then their leads kind of creep on yours. So it's a, it's a funny one. I haven't really sorted through it just yet. So, Joey, I, I learned last week that I did it all wrong. Uh, this is my first experience as a new homeowner um, with the Leaf pickup in the fall. I was, I was unaware that I was signing up for this when I bought the house, but here we are. <laughs> so I, I raked the leaves into, and we're the corner lot, so every, everybody else's leaves come to our place at the end of the, of the lot. So I raked them all into like individual piles and then picked them up by hand to place them into the, uh, the lawn bags. Rookie mistake. Did I do it wrong? What, what would you recommend? What, what's the go-to here? I mean, it kind of depends on where you live. I mean, that's definitely, I think all kids and all new homeowners should go through that process. BK, I think, I think you're fine. Um, I, that's how my kids did it for the first couple of years uh, in the exhausting uh, nature of having to bend over constantly and yep. put these in a big bag. Uh, my back course, hurt for I, four days, Joey. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's okay. But, <laughs> but the thing is, you, you got to be careful because certain towns have their bags. And I, I made the mistake of going to Lowe's and I grabbed a bunch of bags. We filled them up. I lay them out to my curb in Kirkwood here and here comes trash day. Here comes lawn day. And, and the truck just came on. I felt like Billy Madison when he's waiting at the, tr- the bus the bus stop for his first day of school. And the bus just kind of kept on going. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We saw, we saw some lawn bags. And I called the city county, uh, the city council there. And I said, hey, I got some lawn bags. The guy just kind of blew right through them. And then they said, well, we'll send them on back. And they sent them on back. The guys looked at them. They drove off again. Like, well, what's going on? And apparently in Kirkwood, you got to buy the city of Kirkwood lawn bag. Huh. Well, those ones didn't even work. So then I had to transfer all the ones from the Lowe's bags to the city of Kirkwood bags and then put them all back. It, it's, it's, a, it's a learning curve like, like anything else in life, but uh, I think you're off to a good start. Well, Joe, we need to pick up leaves in our yard. The Blues just need to pick me up after that loss to the Dallas Stars the other night, and it's been 500 hockey. It was a fantastic transition. You're, you're getting the, the best from the Blues like we saw against the San Jose Sharks, Joe, and then you're getting the worst-case scenario where special teams hurts the Dallas Stars. From, from, the, from the big picture here, Joe, what do you think's gone wrong in these last nine or ten games for St. Louis? You know, I'm not going to say there's anything wrong, Alex. I think that I think this is just a good division, you know, and they're, they're playing some really good hockey teams. Uh, granted, this is a good hockey team we have here, but they're playing a lot of really good teams. I mean, I look at that Dallas game. I know it was kind of a, a thorn in the side when you look at two shorties again. That's, that's got to get corrected. That's got to get cleaned up. But aside from that, I actually thought it was a pretty good 5-on-5 five five game. I thought it was a tight checking game. There wasn't a ton of room in the neutral zone for the speedsters of like Thomas and Kyrie to really get up and go. Uh, Dallas did a terrific job of kind of lagging one defense and back. It was hard for the Blues to kind of get in on the forecheck. But this is this is the games you're going to see all season long. You know, and you, you look at some of the chances the Blues had that maybe they didn't counter on. Um, you look at some of the saves Bennington made. I mean, this game, I think they could have gone either way. But the shorthanded goals is something that's definitely got to get cleaned up on, especially tonight uh, in the game here tonight, because you're looking at a, a Vegas power play that's you know, ranked one of the worst in the league. I think 31st, this power play is ranked for Vegas. And so for this, so for this Blues power play, if they, can, if they can get the edge in the game here tonight and they can go out there and create some momentum and get some shots on goal, manufacture a lot at the net, and hopefully chip in one or two, uh, it could be the difference in the game tonight. Joey, I, I was mentioning this earlier today with Alex. I, I think a lot of what we've seen is just bad luck in some ways. Like The Blues are creating a lot of offensive chances, and they're just not going in right now. And some of that is creating your own luck. I get that. But in the month of November, you have zero goals from Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron. If you had told me that coming into this month, I would have expected things to go pretty south for this team. How do they get those guys in particular going offensively? 
You know, it's a it's a great question, BK, and it's the ones that I'm sure that questions like that keep you know Steve Ott and Craig Berube, Jim Montgomery, and Mike Van Ryan up at night because it's a it's a hard thing. You know, sometimes you go through these these ebb and flows of the season. I know Ryan O'Reilly is one of the first ones to ever talk about you know a successful athlete, one of the best in the world. To be the best, it's it's really not about playing good consistently all the time. You know, the best in the world, uh, any athlete for that matter. You know they're going to go through ups and downs, and and the key to the great ones like Michael Jordan, the Wayne Gretzky's, uh, the Peyton Manning's of the world, the the difference in those type of players versus the average player is that they manage the valleys and they keep the valleys very very short. You know, and this is something that Ryan O'Reilly, I don't think he's seen himself being in this long of a valley since he's been in St. Louis. He's one of the best at um, maybe having an off game, but then doing what he needs to do to bounce right back. Um, it, it's a bit of a, a puzzler because. You look at the optional skates we've had over the last couple of days. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly's out there. He's working on the things like he was in Dallas. Not a lot of the skaters, not a lot of the regulars were in the Dallas morning skate, but he's out there. He's shooting low block or he's trying to go posting in. He's working over and over and over on the things he needs to do to get back in that scoring column. It just unfortunately hasn't happened just yet. You know, David Perron is another one. I talked to Bernie Federico about him uh, briefly this morning at the morning skate. And I asked Bernie, I said, you know, what, what did you do when you were kind of in these slums and these ruts? where you'd go five, six, seven, eight, nine games without a goal. And he said, really, Joe, the only way out of it is just by working more towards it. You know, a lot of players, not saying David Prong's doing this, but a lot of players maybe, like, get away from the game. They think they're, they're over-consumed in the game. I, I need a break. Get me out of here. I, maybe, maybe that'll help. But um, like Bernie was saying, and like Brett Hall has said before, it's the more repetition. It's, more, it's scoring more goals in practice. It's getting out there early and shooting clocks. Heck, Brett Hall. He, he was famous for whenever he'd go on a three, four-game slide, he'd go out there early in practice, and he grabbed like a huge pile, a huge bucket of pucks, and he was just shooting the empty net. And you know, I think we've talked about it on this show even. You know, the, the, there's, there's a certain amount of like therapy and like mental sharpness that comes with playing catch outside, just hearing that snap of the glove, grab that ball, and then the, the fluidity of the ball going right at the glove. Same thing in hockey. When you, when you hear the snap off, off the puck off the stick, and then you see the swoosh of the net and that kind of silent swoosh, it's therapeutic for goal scorers where it kind of gets them back in that zone. This is what it feels like to put the puck in the net. And it sounds silly. It sounds childish, but Brett Hall would do that when he would go on those little slides. It really helped him get back. So I think for Ryan and for David, um, doing what they're doing this morning is, is the only way out of this. They were one of the first two out again at morning skate, working on their one-timers, working with Bennington. While everyone else is still getting dressed in the locker room, they're out there 20, 30 minutes before skate even starts. So that's really the only way out of it, and I think tonight could be could be one of those nights because David Perron has got some terrific points against his former club in the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, people will be able to hear that right here on 101 ESPN. Blues versus Golden Knights pregame with Alex coming up at 6 o'clock. Puck drop with Joey and Curbs at 7 o'clock. Joey, we'll get you out of here on this one. Thanksgiving is just a few days away now. People are probably, I mean, they many of them already have their plans for what they're going to be cooking. But if you had any piece of advice for people that are going to be hosting their families on Thursday and they are in charge of the cooking whether it's just one particular thing for the turkey that you like to do a um, a special ingredient that you like to throw into one of your 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 pieces of the meal what is something you would recommend for people who are getting ready to host their families for Thanksgiving meals well you know the, the one the one probably food food tip a lot of people probably know the Yukon gold potatoes uh, from a starch level standpoint is probably your go-to potato if you're making the mashed potatoes, I think I've, I talked to Randy and Michelle about this last week. Um, when you boil the potatoes in water, when you strain them, when they're all they're cooked done, then you got to put them back on the stove. That's really important because that what's going to do is it's going to cook all the steam off. So basically, you have these cooked potatoes, but they're full of water, so they're waterlogged. Okay, if you have to have, add cream and butter, you don't want to add them to already waterlogged potatoes. So you got to get the steam out somehow. So once you strain them, put them back on the pot, 
and allow it to kind of cook on the pot for about yeah, four to five minutes, let that steam kind of go, and then it makes them really, really dry. Then they really soak up that cream and butter very well. So that's probably my only food tip. And then aside from that, you know, be thankful. Be thankful for the fact that we have turkeys you can buy in a store. You know what I mean? To me, that's, that's what I'm thankful for. Those, those, little boogers, those little boogers are hard to kill. I used to go turkey hunting all the time. Uh, turkey's eyesight, it's like 20 times greater than a human being. I, I go turkey hunting with my dad all the time. You've got to sit in these blinds. You've got to sit against a tree that is the width of your body. If you're in a skinny tree, they're going to they're gonna spot you like that. It's like you come into a room, like a room you're, you're, you're used to being around. If someone moves a picture, or move, something doesn't feel right in a room, right? That's how turkeys are. This is their home out in the woods, right? But they know every little detail of every tree and every little bush and every little squirrel nest. So when you're out there, you got to make sure you're very concealed because your eyesight's so good. You move even even like a to scratch your nose, and boom, those, those little birds—they're off and flying. So I'm really grateful that we got these these doggone birds. That someone's out there killing these birds for us. Well, we just got to go to the store now <laughs> and actually just kind of pick them up and, and, and throw them in the oven because again, um, they're little devils to kill them. But and the other thing is wild turkey—they kind of stink. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. I, I killed a, a few of them. Once you pluck them and then you marinate them and then you cook them, there's some some sort of weird stench. In, in, in the meat. So I'm just, I'm grateful that I can just go to the store and get a turkey nowadays. I went turkey hunting once and, uh, spoiler alert, didn't, didn't you kill anything. You went turkey hunting? I did. BK. Had a whole get up. It, it was great. It's fun. It, it's honestly, yeah, it's, it's the one, the one sporting animal where you actually communicate back and forth with the animal, right? And deer, you kind of find their path and you get, you get in the lane and bam, they're done. Uh, birds, you have dogs, if they pick them up and then Boom, they're done. Ducks coming in, flying in. They, they think they're joining some buddies on the pile. There's probably some food down there. Boom, later. Um, turkeys are different. You, you're, you're over there. You, you got to go, ur, 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 ur. you got the hen call, right? You got the hen call. And then you're going to hear the gobbler, rrr, rrr, and then you go back and forth. And all, you really are. You're communicating. I feel like and you then, can do a better gobbler than that. There it is. That, that was spot on. That <laughs> like was like we were talking to a turkey right there. Exactly. And then they come in, they strut their feathers, and they got these big, beautiful feathers. Because they're, they're strutting their stuff, right? That's where, that's where we get the, the term strutting your stuff to, to women when you go to a bar. Because turkeys, they come in there, they they, they puff out their chest, they got the big, you know, colorful feathers. It's, it's, it's weird. Humans, humans are funny because... The females of, of the uh, it can kind of go a bad direction. I got to say this. We got the dump button, Joe. We got the dump button. They wear the lipstick and they put on the bright clothes. They put on the makeup. Their hair is all dialed up. They get ready three hours before a date. In, in nature, it's actually the opposite. Uh, females are very bland looking. Like the hens are just brown. You know, the does, they don't have any horns. Uh, it's the males in nature, like the turkeys, the males, they're the ones that got to show off to the females. So us, us humans kind of got this little bit ass backwards. Uh, but nonetheless, um, it's, it's a fun hunt. You should try it sometime. So I, I'm just proposing this now, Joe. Next year around this time, you, me, BK, and T-Bone all go turkey hunting together. As long oh, as long we leave Curbs at home, because there's no way Curbs can stay silent oh, that no, long. Yeah. Plus, no, yeah, there's no way that would happen. <laughs> Joey, we always appreciate it, man. Have yourself a uh, happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, and we'll talk with you again next week, buddy. Sounds great. Thanks, boys. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.